0: If you've been listening for any amount of time to this podcast, I don't sound as slick as you think I do, (laughs) neither does Josh, and I probably speak way more than you actually hear because Josh helps me be concise on these things. The power of editing, oh my gosh, people, it really matters, and if you've enjoyed how these episodes flow, it's because Josh just had a hand in that, the quiet hand of influence right there. So today we're going to talk about the power of editing today on Curiosity Continuum.
1: Hey everybody this is Josh and this is Brian welcome to curiosity continuum we are a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends whose mission is to guide you through a changing world by helping you level up your contextual awareness and sharpen your collaboration and problem-solving skills our conversations explore examine and reframe practical topics that help you learn something new and apply what you already know in a new way
0: if you find these conversations helpful please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and rate us Leave a review so others can join the community. You can always find us on curiositycontinuum.com and on our social media accounts. Thanks for tuning in, and let's start the conversation.
1: All right, Brian. So you kind of alluded to this in the uh, beginning, but we're going to talk about editing and probably kind of specifically the power of editing in this podcast and maybe the power of editing in your everyday life, because there is a lot of things that uh, benefit from you editing either yourself, your thoughts, your ideas, This podcast, that was one thing that uh, you and I really didn't know. I mean, you knew more about the editing and all that kind of stuff just because you hung out with those type of people. I have never really done anything like this before we started doing this. (laughs) you know. So we did a little bit of podcasting before, but I never edited or I never did any of that stuff. So it was a a sharp learning curve. But how Brian said, you kind of learn how to take out the bad stuff (laughs) or it's not even the bad stuff it's just the stuff that when you are having a conversation with somebody in real life it's it's it flows nice you know you you talk to each other back and forth the dramatic pauses don't really matter that much but when you're listening to it it doesn't make for interesting content
0: right well yeah you know (laughs) for those of you we've talked about this before josh and i were absolutely terrible when we first started, we had to figure out all the stuff, right? Like, yeah, everything. Because <laughs> you realize I mean, how like,
1: many, t- yeah, how go, many times did we record the first episode? I, Five, six times. It's
0: embarrassing. Yeah. It really is embarrassing. And you'd like, oh, you mean like just as Josh and Brian, how they always talk? Look, we've known each other for decades, but to find our cadence on podcasting, it's it took time, and it took Josh kind of going back and listening. We had the benefit of somebody who was editing that actually knew what we were trying to do in the moment, which is good right. because they can go right. back and fix it. People have a great career as editors because they make, they cap capture the spirit of what's to be said and it comes through. There's an old uh, saying in movies or, you know, in motion pictures is that there's like the movie that you write, the movie that you shoot and the movie that you edit. <laughs> there are three different <laughs> right. versions of it right. and they are very different. The reason why it is is because like, those dynamics change. There's a lot of power in the editing suite because what it allows you to do is actually go back and reevaluate something and rethink it. Right. Because editing doesn't really happen in the moment. Now, there are those things like if Josh were to let loose a tirade of Gordon Ramsay choice <laughs> words, you know? Which, like, we, which
1: does not happen ever. No,
0: <laughs> there'd be somebody like with the five-second delay, okay, bleep that out. That's one thing. But when we're talking about rhythm and flow, Editing has a really big impact on it because it has a mental impact on you. And sometimes right. the person is really good at what what they know and they're absolutely terrible at speaking. If anybody's done any type of audio editing, they know it's like, yeah, this person is brilliant and they just sound like Ozzy Osbourne when you try to interview them.
1: Yeah. And we've grown in that sense. And I, I think that a lot of people would if they spent as much time in front of a microphone Because you start hearing yourself, for example, what I do and what Brian does is we we record this together. And then I let it sit for a day or two before I edit it. And what that does is it lets my brain kind of clear of what the actual recording process was like. And I just listen to the content. So I hear every little bit of like ums and ahs and pops and things that we do that you don't even think you do when you speak. People don't realize that if you inhale before you speak or, you know, you say, um, all the time or, or like, 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 like that's for me, that's one of my pet peeves. When I listen to a podcast is like hearing like 75,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> so I take that out. And when I take that out, I realize one thing and, and Brian and I have edited episodes together. We take that out and we're like, man, that sounds good. <laughs> 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 is that even, I mean, it's almost hard to believe it's sometimes us. But that is editing. And I think we've seen this and like Brian was talking about with movies, we've seen this relatively recent, especially in recent years, with the advent of Blu-rays and DVDs with director commentary. I don't know if you've ever listened to, like, your your favorite movie. Let's say your favorite movie of all time on a DVD with director commentary and listened to the director's commentary. It is interesting to listen to, like, when they say, oh, we used to have this do this, this, and this, but we took that out. Yeah, Or we changed this because of this or because of time allotted or it just didn't flow. And so if you listen to that, you kind of understand what we mean by editing because we literally are taking out things for the power of context.
0: And realize that when you have the liberty to be able to go to look at something after it's been recorded and it's not like out there in the open just live and in person because we record live, but we have a chance to kind of like, hmm, maybe that didn't make quite enough sense. Sometimes Josh and I, uh, we'll get into the weeds, and we we follow ourselves just fine, but not everybody listening does. And we're like, okay, how can we bring people along on the journey? I wish we had the the luxury in our life to kind of be that circumspect on something to come back and look at it, because you would change something about it. There was a, a great term that uh, Ron Block from Allison Krause and Union Station used uh once i've had the privilege of playing with him in a few different contexts and wonderful guy super intelligent and i mean world-class at what he does when he talked about uh the recording of anything he said yeah you stand under the humilitron (laughs) he said yeah the the recording doesn't lie like as much as you may think that you executed that perfect and ron his he's a masterful technician and it serves what he wants to say musically and i've watched this man from a very short distance play and watch what he does. And it's like, those things were born out of him listening again and again and going back and correcting things. And he got better at it because he's like, yeah, I don't like when I do that. So I'm going to change this. And how can I make this better? Those little things make a better product in the end. There's a reason why books aren't published. And it's like, I just came up with this like this weekend. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) Right. You know, that that's called social media. And if you plan social media, it's really not, but a, a lot of things you don't have that luxury to do. And I'll tell you what, I've gotten better. I can't tell you how many times I've said, um, or something like the one thing. And it's not the one thing. And Josh has called my attention to it. I'm going like, Josh, this is terrible. He goes, I know I made you so. <laughs> but you have to be aware of it. So the, someone with the power of editing is not only the, be able to communicate the spirit of what you want to do. But when somebody hears like the before and the after, they realize like, I can become better because the, the intent of editing
1: is yeah is, is to make it what you want it to be like.
0: Yeah. The message you want to say to the people you're saying it to. Right. You know, um, I'll say this. So when we have listened back to things before, sometimes we realize that. Not everything that we wanted to say came out right. So I want to kind of apply this now for power of editing in your own life. You may have written an email. You may have uh, written something or you've tried to say something. It's okay to take a moment to pause and consider. Some of the best emails when you hear from coaches like, yeah, I understand that you're mad as you know what toward this person. Get, write that email, scathe it all over the place, and then sit on it. Yeah, for a week and then maybe delete it after a week, you know, I mean,
1: I have done that with text messages where I have written something like kind of snide and kind of like and I'm sitting there typing it out. And man, I'm just thinking to myself, man, this is going to be so gratifying when I send this to this person and I'm going to be oh, this is going to be great. And then I look at it and I'm just like, no, and I just delete it. (laughs) 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 I'm like, that's not I'm not doing that, but I got that out. You know, and I, and I mean, only I know, and my iPhone knows that I was going to do that, (laughs) you
0: know, the power of editing is also the power of restraint or constraints. Right. So like if a river overruns its borders, it's called a flood. (laughs) Like, right. It sounds kind of dumb. I know, but really think about it. If with this, what is it that you actually want to communicate? Because there's many different ways to do it. And there's not a right way or a wrong way per se. There's just a different way. Which I think is fun because you can say things 25 different ways and you can get the same point across, but other people would hear it differently.
1: Um, No, I think that's a good point, Brian. I also think that that with the power of editing, it's also the power of being concise. It's the power of taking something that is larger to explain and shrinking it down to be smaller so that. Everyone can understand it in the same context. And The way I look at language is the less you speak, the more you can say, because it's not taking this person forever to digest what I have said to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they can get it right away because I'm not using these huge, big words and I'm not just being this ego, you know, person here, just trying to imp- impress the people how smart I am.
0: No, I hear you. I, and there's a different audience for, for different things. Right. So you know what? Okay, I'm going to rewind. That might be, that's going to be kept in because this is a story about editing. But when you, as a person, go through the revision process. So recently, like my wife has been going through a certificate class for trauma storytelling, very uh, related to everything she does for her art business, Mosaic People. Is telling stories of redemption out of brokenness. And every human being can relate to that. When you start talking about that, part of the class is her telling stories from her life and then hearing feedback from others on how to maybe interpret that, asking questions, right? And it kind sure. of invites people in. And every subsequent topic, it's like, man, how do I do that? Now, when I've been her general editor, yes, I'm saying that I'm general editor <laughs> on those things, because she has the content and the intent. And I will rework something. And I try to preserve as much of the language that she uses. But I said, what if we move this thing here? What if we move this paragraph there? What if we move this around? And sometimes there's some resistance. And she goes like, yeah, but that's changing what I'm saying. I'm not changing it because I think what you said was bad. I'm asking you to evaluate because not everything you said was equally important. Let's go through. Was it clear? And if it wasn't clear, let's clarify if you want to keep that in. Are you trying to say this thing over here that you've made it your baby But the problem is it spoils the intent of the rest of everything. Like, let's remove that. That's part of it. And there is a a humility aspect when you put your work under the knife of somebody who's going to edit or revise or evaluate because guaranteed there's something you can change.
1: Oh, yeah. And that's honestly, that's life. Life is taking that feedback and changing whether you change for the good or for the bad, that's up to you. But with creative endeavors, people do get it's you personally out there. So you, people do tend to take any kind of criticism personally, which in a way you shouldn't, like Brian always said, don't make anything your baby because it's okay. It's okay to be a uh, different. And maybe you want to keep that. For example, with this podcast, we take criticism. We don't, always change because of it sometimes we just feel it's not a valid criticism or it's valid but it's not something we're going to change and that's something with editing that we do too if we're thinking that this is going to be good or bad or we're just going to cut it out i mean there has been jokes that we have done or stuff we have said that we laugh at hysterically (laughs) and then when i'm editing it i'm like this is nobody gets this
0: except us
1: we're just taking it out yep (laughs) <laughs> and we take it out, and you know what? Podcast is way better for it. Totally, yeah. It's and, like, but if, but if I was or Brian was, if we were intent on keeping that in there, just because, uh, because we looked at it like a personal thing, a personal attack, you know, on somebody or whatever, we wouldn't. Nobody would get it. I think. I think the listener would suffer, and I think eventually it would degrade our message of the podcast. Right, Brian? Yeah,
0: we have the power. We always say launch out onto the loop, and we always take a t- take a moment to loop back to what we said, to say does this make sense? Some uh, some episodes that we record we may wait on for months because we've, we we want to create a purposeful arc for everybody to follow, and that's a lot of uh, you know shared content planning. And Josh is going okay. Here's what how this slots into that. There's a lot of Tetris that goes on. I think what you see on the finished product that rolls out on Mondays at 12.01 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. (laughs) On platforms worldwide. There's a lot of thought that goes into it. And there's a reason why when you pick up any book that's written by somebody, it says, I'd like to thank my editor. Why? It's because it forced them to be better. Be brave enough to have yourself go under the microscope and be open to editing things back and forth, whether it's something that's going to say something you already know better, or it might be like, you know what, I need to take that out and rephrase it. That's good. That means if you're getting better, it means it's benefiting other people more. And that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. And I think this is a great place to put a comma here on Brian.
0: Yes. So until next time, this is Brian
1: and this is Josh
0: for Curiosity Continuum.